Like, I don't have the heart to tell him. I think it's a cultural thing. Do you get what I mean? Right. They're quite traditional then. Yeah. It's just a little different being first-generation Chinese. I was around about 12 years old, and I told my dad that I was gay, and he just didn't acknowledge it. So we haven't brought it up since. Now, my relationship's a bit weird because I still love him and my dad, but I just keep this side of my life away from them. So what are you scared of? I don't want to throw it in their face. to be like, ah, look, you've got a gay son. Ah, look, he's dressed as a woman as a job. Right. A, they don't know I'm a drag queen. They still think I work as a marketing exec in some company in London. B, they don't know I'm gay. C, don't know that I live with my partner for five years. So having that side of my life completely cut away from my mum and dad feels like I'm not letting them enjoy my successes as well. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to go on the show. Because so you can, you got so you can good show point. that you got the proof. Yeah. And like the, the idea of possibly going home today would be all for nothing in my eyes. My mum and dad, they have given so much of their lives to make sure I had the best chance I could. And all I want to do is make them proud. To be honest, if you wanna if you want them to feel that kind of love and respect for your talent and whatnot, you, you don't even need a show. You're enough, I, I think. So I feel like what's interesting about this something Wong moment is that it's certainly very specific to her experience and her cultural experience and, and um, her own narrative. And it's also kind of this universal story that I think we've seen variations of on RuPaul's Drag Race in the U.S., on Drag Race Thailand. I think we've seen different iterations of the same idea from Dragula, maybe a little bit less. But I think it's it's unfortunate but interesting how there is this running theme of contestants who um their parents have no idea that they're living this vibrant of an other life totally totally and what i also found interesting was the idea that that's gonna change and it really has only begun to change in the past couple of years because you have these younger queens like scaredy and uh, even Gothi Kendall, just these other younger queens that are coming up that, yeah, maybe they didn't have the same experience, like Dahlia Black, right, on Dragula. They didn't have the same experience that people maybe even seven years older than them have had with their parents. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think that's always the other, the other side of it, right, is that, um, and I guess this was kind of her intention, was that, well, this is my way of coming out and this is my way of showing them everything they're not seeing, I mean, it it makes me think of not that I imagine Louisiana Purchase's parents watching Dragula, but <laughs> this idea that it, it would be technically accessible for them to see everything that their son is doing. You know, like right. all you got to do is say, like, here, Mrs. Purchase, this is your son. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, what's so nice about uh, this moment for something, Wong, uh, is uh, they they made this Instagram post. That just kind of like went deeper into that segment. I guess this was something of a social justice corner, uh, but then got to even speak even further about it that, you know, obviously not everything makes the edit. And I believe in this case, something wrong just kind of cut the conversation off. But uh, apparently, you know, something wrong did come out, end up coming out to uh, his parents um, and his dad said, you are a biggest man. You have the courage to tell me you are gay. I have a gay son and I don't care. And if anyone says your son is gay, I don't care because I love you. You are the best son, my first son, my favorite son. And I just think that's beautiful. You have these moments where, uh, you know, we see on the show that was, you know, filmed like a year ago or half a year ago. And, you know, they evolve because of the show, because of the empowerment that the show gives them, the validation that it gives them, uh, not to mention the beautiful moment with Vinegar being like, you know, you're enough. Uh, just someone saying that to you is a beautiful thing to watch on TV. Yeah, and this episode certainly had a, a, a few different moments of that, you know, in the sort of mini Untucked that we have with Blue, mm. um, and then this moment here, yeah, with Vinegar, I... I I appreciate that that narrative 
is being weaved into RuPaul's Drag Race as well. The, those themes that I think are are kind of what make the show special is it's not just about the competition. It is about these interpersonal connections and and people being told, like, you're enough and you're a star and, you know, you deserve to be here. And even though that may feel maybe a little stale after so many seasons of Drag Race and drag shows where we've seen those moments happen before – I think um, I always go back to, you know, maybe I don't need to see this moment, but there's someone out there who does. Oh, completely. And the moment I think I needed to see was Best Supporting Actress Davina DeCampo on the runway, you know, crying out of one eye. Uh, was just so it was so nice to see uh, that. I don't know, RuPaul not taking the the usual. Well, you're here. Get over yourself. This is the Olympics of drag. But instead it was, oh, no, you are a star. You have arrived. You're here for a reason. While she is you know, crying because she feels like she fell flat and because she's disappointed in herself and she's such a perfectionist, right? It's like, no, you have to remember, you made it here for a reason. Yeah, it's always, I mean, I always love when, when RuPaul puts the kid gloves on because I also feel like that, you know, well, you're here and, you know, just make it work. Like those statements, a lot of that to me is, um, it is a, it is a queer version of pull yourself up by your bootstraps, mm. you know? And, and the reality is that pulling yourself up by your bootstraps is impossible. And like, if you actually look into like the, what that actually means, it is impossible. It is physically impossible to do that because <laughs> you are gripping your goddamn bootstraps. And so it's ironic that that, you know, but that that's kind of the expression, but I always feel like that just yelling at someone, well, you're here, just get it into your head. It's like, I don't know. Um, like that approach doesn't work for everybody, and I think um, it feels better to tell someone to do that to to like just pull it together than it feels to hear that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and there's some people that can take the wake up six, right? They can take mm -hmm. that, and then there are others where it's like, oh, there's a lot more going on here. Maybe you need a different approach. Yeah, yeah, and I I think that that kind of you know what it makes me think of is. Um, and it's certainly with like entrepreneurs and, and artists in general, but like the hustle culture, like, Oh, you got to hustle. Mm. I hate the word hustle. I think it is. Um, I think they, the cult of hustle is, is very disconcerting. Meaning that you don't have to do everything to be somebody. Yeah. Well, I think hustle, um, it, what is kind of revered with that is, you know, working 20 hour days and all the sacrifices you make and all the suffering you do. And you just got to hustle and you just got to fucking, you know, keep going and go to, you know, you know, grind it out every day and all those like bullshit, like, you know, bumper stickers. But really all that you're really doing is just like wearing yourself out. And like, maybe, you know, maybe that pressure will create a little diamond, but like, what's the cost, you know? And you know, was it worth it? Right. That idea that artists, to be a good artist, you need to have suffered to get your art out there. You know, that idea, I, I think in Nonnet, uh, she brought it up a lot, right? This idea that to be a great artist, you need to have suffered and your worth is going to happen after you die. Right. And all this, of course, goes back to like the artist's way and that idea mm -hmm. of like the the core belief that all artists are damaged or that they all you know you know writers have to drink things like that that we just buy into because it's making space for all of our pain and all of our reasons that we're not creating art yeah yeah well I I mean something Wong's moment and then even Davina's moment I you know when she started crying like oh, I was not gonna be this person it's just like ugh. Just made me fall in love with her even more. Her and something, uh, just having this moment. Well, you know, and it's funny, though, when, when queens say that, when they say, oh, I don't want to cry or I don't want to be this person, I don't want to sound like the producer who told Charlie Hydes that tears equal fans. <laughs> and I'm not necessarily thinking that, but I feel like that vulnerability or that, that opportunity to show who you are or to let down the guard, beyond it being good TV, like, it's... It's a great it's great for the competition because that's part of it. It's also great for people watching, like you just said, where people connect with you because they're seeing a real moment. Um, I understand it's probably super vulnerable, but I think the bright side is that there's again, there's so many people who are like, oh, I love you now because I see who you are. Right, right. And that's like Cheryl, right? Because in mm -hmm. Cheryl, I guess in the workroom, she's putting on, 
you know, the Laganja drag. And then meanwhile, in the talking heads, like, oh, God, the tears in the backwards hat. I'm like, oh, Mary. Oh, oh God, I just wanted to hug her. I know. I know. Honestly, for me, that one little talking head was the BSA of the week for me when she okay. was like in tears saying like, you know, we're all we're all trying to like, you know, be switched on and, and be showgirls. And like just like I think admitting like I know I'm trying to put something on because I'm on TV with these drag queens and I'm trying to be noticed and like the fact that she could kind of admit that she was doing that and she could reveal the vulnerable reasons why. I mean, yeah, that's when I loved her. Cause I was like, Oh God, I get it. I mean, we've all fucking done that. Cheryl, come on. Totally. And a drag queen to boot, right? You mm-hmm. know, when we're in drag, it's that element of stepping yourself up. Like you, you have to own the room in a way. And if there's, you know, nine or eight other drag queens, basically doing the same thing you kind of get in your head a little bit and you're like all right well i gotta do more yeah Uh, and you know it's nice to see that there is some feedback however hot the tea was but there was some feedback to her of like girl this you you, just be you that you're a star just be you and i I kind of love that yeah i like that and I'm, i'm glad that it did not and maybe because cheryl is a little bit older that it did not devolve into this like laganja attack of like this is not who you are when you and i hang out like it's not that <laughs> hang again out. Yeah. hang out um <laughs> that's not the ganja that i know uh <laughs> so um like i'm glad it didn't turn into this extended thing also where cheryl like was you know pulling an ostrich and just sticking her head in the hole, you know, and just being like, I'm not hearing it. I'm not seeing it. You mm-hmm. know, occur. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I, uh, I appreciated, I appreciated her a lot more for taking the feedback. Thank you, Ross. I'll take that on. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, cause you know, of course they go backstage and ready to take the stand is Cheryl for judge Vivian and bailiff Thaga. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, she, I thought she I thought she did well kind of explaining it and then them kind of pushing back and being like, well, no, if you want to stand out, just be you. It's good advice. It was friendly advice. And these untucked or these backstage moments, I'm I'm getting what I want, which is tears every single time. (laughs) Yeah. I also I feel like the Vivian is becoming like the Aunt Lydia of this workroom. Like she is she is just the the matron in charge and i and she looks like especially this week in this bond girl look i can't put my finger on who i'm seeing like there's an there's someone that she looks just like and i can't figure not, it out you mean not grace jones not no no very the drag race girl yeah oh yeah yeah like uh, i don't know who she looked like i don't think she looked anything like grace jones okay. um well, outfit- I mean, I was getting it from the outfit <laughs> oh yeah, yeah okay. no every yeah no sure the outfit but i was like no not grace jones <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking um uh, in a different direction uh i you know i got the uh, princess a little bit because the princess had that hood it was beyond the look it's like her face it's like um i don't want to say bridget nielsen but we're going in that direction you know what i mean all right yeah no Um, i hear you i hear you okay maybe it'll maybe it'll come out over as the season progresses that's what i'm hoping like at some point i'm just gonna realize you know gina davis you know and then i'll (laughs) (laughs) they should have just had you and bought a dog yeah um yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, uh, Mary, I'm loving these heartfelt moments and uh, the themes of You're Enough for this uh, premiere season of Drag Race UK already. Uh, let's jump into this Downton Draggy episode and tell our Marys what they're listening to. Well, I think anyone listening last week is wondering, oh, God, is he going to do the accent again? <laughs> well, Mary, that's another episode of All Right, Me. All right, Mary. <laughs> all right, Mary. Bitch is all podcast. Delegated to all these drag rides. The world of drag rides. And the paradigm. <laughs> I'm jumping all different regions. That RuPaul's created with this big, big, big little tight face shout. I'm Johnny, and you are rubbish, Mary. <laughs> and I'm Colin, and I'm feeling much better. Uh, <laughs> much better, better. Much better, so better. <laughs> um, 
Oh my god. I it, honestly I'm 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 feeling my oats, wheats, grains, thins, and porridge on these uh on this, on this British accent right now. Oh god. Um, well uh, if, if that's you, then I'm over here being Dr. No, if you will. Oh well. Wow. <laughs> uh, Ouch. <laughs> I'm sorry you can't handle that. My octopussy is popping off, bitch. Oh, God. Well, if it's, if you only live twice, I hope you only live once, Mary. Oh, my God. I'm giving you the gold finger right now. <laughs> if only I had a view to kill. Oh, uh, I can't think of any more James Bond movies. Um <laughs> Yeah. That's okay, Mary. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, what, what, Spectre. <laughs> yeah. From Russia with love. Uh, um, <laughs> well, well, here we are on our Queen's Maj- on our Queen Majesty's Secret Service. Isn't that a, isn't that a James Bond movie? On our Queen Majesty's Secret Service. Uh, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 So here we are on our Queen Majesty's Secret Service, and we are continuing our recap of Drag Race UK with, of course, episode two. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please please welcome to the stage Downtown Abbey. Yes, Downtown yeah. Abbey. Uh, I know. I always want to call it Down Abbey. Downtown Abbey. That's yeah. That, downtown, uh, downtown. Yeah, downtown, make, downtown. Make a left. Make a left. <laughs> it's a short circuit two reference. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I don't know if anyone will get that. But, but would, wouldn't um, it be great? Uh, yeah, it would be great. Um, yeah, I mean, just some updates from last week. I know we were talking about there not being a cash prize. Uh, many of our Marys were very helpful, and it came out that obviously there can't be a cash prize because BBC you know, funds it or supports it, uh, and it's publicly funded, so... Subsidized. Uh, Yeah, so that makes sense. And you know what? For me, that just makes it even more important for the queens to make an impact, right, over winning a challenge. So if you have someone like Baga, even though she won this week, but Baga, who is just like the narrator of the season, is very funny uh, and charming, or you have someone like Blue Hydrangea, who, you know, people are just falling in love with, uh, you don't need to consistently win and then win the crown because at the end of the day, you want to make this huge impact and and just get f- fans and followers and make a name for yourself. Yeah, it, it, the, it's an exposure play versus, a you know, um, let's see how many cruises I can get with, you know, Alan Chuck. Yeah. Yes, yes, uh, yes. And then the other thing, I don't know where I read this somewhere, but those badges, it's like a Peter badge. It's oh, a, yeah. That, that's what it's referring to is something from like, I don't know, years past. Or, it's sort of like, a, it, it, it's considered a meaningful thing. It's considered right. like, oh, what an honor. Um, so it's <laughs> it's not just like a random like pin, you know? Yeah, I wonder what... Uh, in the past uh, in the States, it could be if it wasn't a cash prize, right? Like, is it like a slap bracelet, you know? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like, what would be the equivalent? I mean, I feel like it would be, um, you know, I think it would, it might be, what were those things that you would get on cereal boxes? Like the box tops that you could submit for school supplies? (laughs) Yes, yes. I I doubt that's what it is, but okay, box tops. Maybe some Chuck E. Cheese tokens, like here's 100 (laughs) tokens, it's enough for a spider ring and some leftover tokens. (laughs) Some leftover tokens, exactly. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, Well, also from uh, last week, uh, we were read for a filth, Mary, for our potato chip puns, and people were like, do they even know what chips are? It's like, I, we know what chips are, Mary. And of course, our minds went to, you know, our fat 13-year-old selves breaking yeah. up in a, you know, bag of Lay's. But uh, yes, we know the difference between crisps and chips. And uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. So soggy fries, bag of chips. Uh, believe me, I am a huge fan of chips. I am uh, very familiar. Chips. Yes, yes. Be- Belgian chips, curly <laughs> chips. You guys call them. You guys call them curly <laughs> chips over there. Or are they? Oh, are they twisted spuds? <laughs> are they just a little bit of a potato twister? <laughs> dipped maybe. in a dipped in a ketchup and maybe a tartar sauce. 
No, um, a mayo Mary. Oh right? God, a mayo, mayonnaise, mayo um, and vinegar. Ma- oh God, no, that's what they needed. They needed a, a mayo and a vinegar. They needed two queens. Um, wasn't there my, mayo bihar my, mayo biharo from Oh <laughs> Star- Maya. <laughs> She was, just, she was just a little mayonnaise in the in the competition. That's right. Oh, love it. Love um, it. Yeah, that's right. So I we do know the difference between crips, crips and chips. Crips <laughs> and chips. <laughs> but thank you for calling us out. It's the type of nuance, you know, that we're looking for. When there is a reference that you think we missed Mary's, you know, let us know. And if we didn't miss it, you know, it's okay. But we'd rather yeah. you, you know, you go above and beyond to help us out. Because we're yeah, just Yankee doodles. <laughs> we are. We are. We're just a couple of Yankee pot roasts over here, you know? <laughs> so, you know. Uh, just well, trying to be a couple of shepherd's pies, you know? <laughs> Jesus. Um, well, we have uh, we have this episode, you know, uh, naming Gothy Kendall as the pork chop of the season, which I think is a great send-off. Um, and, you know, Vivian emerging kind of as the one to beat. I know we talked about that last week, but man, this episode, she continues to just be the matriarch. Or who did you call her? Aunt Lydia? Aunt Lydia, yeah. (laughs) The Aunt Lydia, excuse me. (laughs) Aunt the Lydia. Aunt the Lydia, Lydia. I love that. Aunt Aunt the Lydia. Lydia. Oh, God. Um, You know, and overall, just this week, we have another scripted acting challenge that, man, I hate to say it, it just... It wasn't written well. You know, you have these awesome actors, characters in the UK. Like, why not give them a panto challenge, right? It's just like, I don't know. Uh, Downton Abbey, I, I don't know if it's big over in, in in Britain. I'm assuming it is. but Girl, um, are you kidding? <laughs> I am kidding. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, if, they, I don't know if, if that's caught on over there. I know we love it in the U.S., <laughs> And we totally understand it. Um, uh, but it seems like with something so big and iconic, you know, that there'd be a little bit more. But who knows? Yeah. You know, what? watching it, because, yes, I mean, let's just um, call a spade a spade here that these these little bits, this drag town alley, whatever this was called, uh, was <laughs> was not good. And mm. then I thought, well, OK, I could I was trying to kind of put like a cultural lens of like what if i put like a benny hill lens on this you know familiar with benny hill no oh you might know without knowing kind of like we talked about this in, with dragula with like celia weston you might not know her name but you'll okay. know so there is from benny hill sketches would often he was like a comedian in like the 60s in the uk um and he had a a variety show or a you know sketch comedy show called the Benny Hill show and so there's this like type of music with like it's like this fast forwarded someone being chased around and there's this like music of like I can't do music what am I doing okay you know what I'm talking about yes 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 of course right there you go that that's the what is that the uh the kazoo like uh, kazoo fugue or something like that. Something like that. I yeah. Forget what it's called, but yes, it's a yeah a stock famous theme. Right. So that's from so the Benny Hill show used that a lot. Oh, Maybe okay. it started there. So that's I tried to kind of pull from like that kind of tone and that humor, like because these scenes were so like broad and vaguely vulgar and not in a way that I was offended by, but just like it's it's so much more cheeky, you know and. Mm-hmm. I tried to appreciate that versus like, I was like, wait, why, why are they killing them? Like, wait, <laughs> when did Mariah Carey die? Like, why did that happen? Like that made, but then it was like, okay, but then we get to see like the Vivian, like, uh, fall crotch first into something Wong's yeah, face. 69er, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, wine dine 69er. And I thought, okay, well, I, what am I supposed to be appreciating here, you know? Right, right. I hear that for sure. I just, I feel like maybe for entertainment and writing value, instead of Downton Abbey, they could have done Diagon Alley and done a Harry Potter intrigue. You know, mm. I don't know. There's There was another moment for a scripted challenge. But, you know, sure, Downton Abbey is, you know, uh, it's Downton Abbey. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it would necessarily be an acting challenge, but I just thinking of other, like, British TV shows, I would be um, gooped if there was something this season 
referring back to AbFab. I whether oh. it be the guest judges, whether it be uh, oh, blanking on names, Joanna Lumley and. Uh, Oh, I'm blanking on their names. Gene um, Stapleton. Gene Stapleton. Oh, is it Joanna Lumley? Yes. And um, oh, Jennifer Saunders. Jennifer Saunders. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Google. Uh, oh, I just like couldn't find it. Um, and then I was like, am I saying Joanna Cassidy? No, I'm saying Joanna Lumley. No. But oh, I'd either Mary. like to see one of them guesting. I'd love to see a mini challenge that's AbFab themed where they, they they do their best, Eddie, you know, Eddie and Patsy. Mm-hmm. I just I, I, mean, I would love that. Like, even if it's yeah. just like a commercial, uh, you know, starring those two. I you know, I'm surprised that you didn't go to a broad church place. Oh, uh, you know, I just I could not see the intersection. Like it would kind of be like doing like like U.S. Drag Race doing like a Homeland challenge. You know what I mean? OK, like, fair. I just like don't you know, it, it, it's uh, it'd be tricky. Um, you know, it's like there's bag of chips. Hey, what's all? He was 36. Yeah. (laughs) Now that we've caught the murderer, things are much better in Broadchurch. Better. Better. I just, I feel like I need to go on an apology tour after this podcast. Oh, please. Yeah. And then bring it to your mom's house. Mom's house. Yeah. (laughs) Well, my mom is actually here in New York as we're recording. So. Um, come on, Kate. Come yeah, on, come Kate. on, Kate. Come on, Mom. Uh, well, I got to say, uh, they really did a good job at setting up Scaredy Cat this episode to, you know, win and be a front runner and not seeing that she was going to falter until we saw her in the challenge. Because even, you know, the the two screams in the mirror, Vivian and Baga, were like, oh, we're underestimating her. And Vinegar's yeah. like, oh, she's the one to beat. Um, and, you know, you, you would think that they would keep a young queen on and they just didn't. Uh, she, she she I don't know if she should have been in the bottom. Actually, I take that back. She should have been the bottom with Cheryl uh, instead of blue, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I guess blue. Uh, Cheryl had some funny moments in in the scenes like I don't know oh, oh, you know I th- I, I'm talking about for narrative and just uh overall season narrative so Cheryl kind of this episode was being uh criti- critiqued by the Vivian and all of the other girls wouldn't it have been a great moment for her arc her story arc to come right out of the gate and do a fabulous lip sync against someone who isn't as experienced Oh, so if if it was Cheryl versus Scaredy, Scaredy. Yeah. yeah, because I think that I think yeah that would have made sense in the larger narrative. Like, here's your opportunity to like show us who you are, um, you know, and and it's how like there's always that thing with Drag Race of the ironies of the song. It's like mm-hmm. you know she's got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like there's Cheryl proving. Oh, I've got it. Um, <laughs> that's my Cheryl Hall. Um, <laughs> I named it. Um, and so I, uh, <laughs> but I, yeah, I mean, I, that would make sense. I think, I feel like blue hydrangea being the bottom. I mean, the look was really strong. The look was certainly stronger than Cheryl's look on the runway, yeah. you know? Um, I think, uh, what did Michelle call it? Ursula, uh, I don't know, Mary. Yeah. Uh, Oh, it was uh, it was a Bond girl, right? Yeah, because it's Ursula undressed, and I thought she was gonna call her Ursula undressed, but (laughs) I think she called her something else, like (laughs) Ursula. I don't know who you are. (laughs) What's your personality? I don't really know who you are yet, Cheryl. Ursula the sea witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Octopussy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So I mean, I yeah, I certainly think that it would have made more sense in a number of ways for Cheryl to be in the bottom. But yeah, and, and just for her, I don't know, for us to root for her even harder, uh, I yeah. think it would have been nice to see her lip sync early and then have it be like, oh, okay, you're great. Yeah. Uh, whereas we saw this lip sync between Blue and Scaredy, and while Blue did a great job, and we'll get to that, I think we could have a own, our own segment about the lip sync, but it wasn't, I wasn't totally overwhelmed. Just like last week, I was just kind of like, well, all right. These lip syncs, hopefully they'll get better. You know, I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I this one is not going to go in the history books either as, you know, 
a dynamic experience, except there were these like little moments where Scaredy Cat was, I was like, you're, you're doing something interesting and nuanced. Like you're, you're, oh. you're veering into like some Sandy Dennis, Diane Weiss territory. Yes. yes. We got to talk about this then. Let's talk about the lip sync now. Yeah. Because let's just do it. For, for me, Scare, well, Scaredy was giving me a little bit of milk energy. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where yep. it was just this like random slag vibes where she is basically putting on a character that has nothing to do with the song. And for me, the best part of the lip sync for on both sides of the lip sync was when, Oh, it's just this little moment. And I think, uh, Graham, I think he noticed it because she does Venus and then she covers her mouth. Mm. Uh, there was this little moment and maybe some of Mary's caught that, but, uh, for me, this was scaredy giving me the eight thirty show and blue giving me the 11 o'clock show. Uh, and eight thirty, at least in the U S is where Queens kind of develop a following. They work on their performance or just perform and do things that are niche. And it's, it's often that it's a smaller show and there's something special about it, but it's not going to be your 11 o'clock Glamazon sleigh splits and jumps and, you know, turning and, you know, long mixes and games. It's not the one that people are, you know, thinking about coming to. Usually you get to the bar early and you see the 830 show finishing up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. I mean, I I think that Scaredy Cat, it was like, oh, you want to? You want to try doing some drag tonight? We got an open slot at 8.30. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. come on. Yeah, give it a go. And, you know, it, it to me, like, it, what I'm picturing is, of course, the movie Adam and Steve and Parker Posey doing stand-up. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, my God. And the dishes clashing, that. clacking in the background, you know? Um, and Somebody's so, phone going off. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah right, right, just right. a random cough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like a, a, a saloon door swinging to go into the bathroom. Right, you hear it flush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a few seconds later, whoosh. Does, yeah. Does anybody have a five dollar bill for the tip? Yeah. Whoosh. Anyway, whoosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, Make you sure the- you tip your bartenders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's just like the the the, the soda gun. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Yeah, it's you know what those eight thirty shows. I gotta tell you, some of my favorite drag queens do the eight thirty show because it, it's often very nuanced because they know they have nothing to lose. Yeah, you, you don't have I to mean? do the you don't have to do the crowd pleasing moments. You can just do something weird that maybe only three people are gonna get, but those are the three people that matter. Yeah, yeah, because they're gonna tip you a twenty. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I, oh my god! If I saw, if I went to an eight thirty show and there was someone up there giving me just like nuance for days, absolutely, I'm gonna give them twenty dollars and say this is the kind of drag I've been looking for. Oh, I, I, Mary, you know? I do that every Wednesday after my class. I go to pieces and I watch Busted, and she gives me everything I need for an hour because that I like catch the last part of her show and then I have to go home because I'm an old person. But I. Uh, yeah, and I'll tip her the twenty. Absolutely, it's. Yep. It, I'm there. I'm there for her. I didn't come there for the drinks. Are you kidding me? No, I mean, ugh, I, I drink at pieces. It's like you know, give me an open wound. Now I got something <laughs> to do with this drink at pieces. I gavolt. I gavolt. Um. <laughs> so anyway, blue hydrangea. I thought she did really great. I I didn't know if you would be bothered by the tit drumming because it's kind of like air drumming. Well, you know. I, it's it's funny you mention that. Um, I think that the tit drumming is cousins with air air guitar air drumming in that it feels like she did it a number of times and it feels like a little bit of a it just feels like an old move, I guess. Like it just felt like a little bit of like a okay, well, I mean, well, yeah. it's no Nina Bonina Brown drumming her tits. No, you know and I mean. that's what I'm saying. If you're gonna drum those tits, like you better be like the Miami Sound Machine back there drumming those tits. <laughs> You know, like the rhythm better get me, Gloria. <laughs> and <That's> right, <laughs> this was more of just kind of like that that whack a mole game at a Chuck E. Cheese. You know, um, <laughs> when you've got the, that big soft hammer. You know, yeah, soft, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I 
I love that she commanded off the bat because I have to tell you, I feel like it's crucial to steal focus right from the start. And that's exactly what Blue did. And she was like, yeah, I'm here. I've done this. She does the whole cat crawling and licking her paw thing. And I don't know. The one moment where I was like, are we getting stock footage of RuPaul reacting was when Blue does the jump in the air to her knees and not a split. Not that I always need a split, but I was kind of like, it was just set. Uh, yeah, no, it I didn't agree. Blossom the way it should have. No, no, I would say that one uh, wilted on the vine a little. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, like because she Out set it season. up. Season. Oh, completely. Yeah, um, <laughs> failed to germinate. Uh, <laughs> uh, isn't that Lady Gaga's real last name? <laughs> uh, yeah, something like that. Something right, like that. Germanata, Germanata. Germanata. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Blue Germanata. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, side note, Lady Gaga, why change your name? That is a draggy enough name for me. Stephanie uh, well, Germanata. That's a I great know, name. Right? That's uh, a great, great name. But uh, obviously though, I mean, I Lady, Lady Gaga has so many amazing nuances within that name alone of what she represents. And it's like, of course, starring Lady Gaga, I feel like. That's nope. like starring share, you know. I know. I'm just. I'm being cheeky, but it's just like Stephanie Germanata. I that I love a mouthful of consonants, you know. <laughs> Maybe because it's mouthful back, of something. Mouthful yeah. of something. It's probably because I'm back in Astoria, and there's all like there's so it's a big you know or has been a prevalent Greek neighborhood, and so you know nothing like a like a a Greek law office, you know, it's like, Mutsakis and, you know, Mutsakis. It's like, oh my God, I love all those K's and T's and A's and things, ways and shit. I don't know how to spell your name. That's Um, right. Yeah. I'll see you in Mykonos, Mary. Yeah. Yeah. I'll see you in Mykonos. Yeah. 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 You lesbo. (laughs) (laughs) There you go, Mary. Good work. Good work. Um, Yeah. And, you know, I got to say, because of this lip sync, uh, we got a really iconic ending line right because we had miss vanji miss vanji mm-hmm. but now we have it wasn't a bad first gig that was that was so <laughs> funny that was so good uh, i gotta off say the cuff, off, off the, the cuff. cuff well and like this inconsistent for for scaredy cat because i feel like and Vinegar mentions this. There's these moments where you're like, oh, does she know exactly what she's doing? Right. And I, I was so glad they, that Vinegar said that because I was like, yes, yes, she does. I feel like maybe it hasn't all fully come together in a way that she can like – like she might not know how to kind of do it. I don't know. Like she might not have all of like the technical skills down. She might not be able to write down the recipe for you, but she mm. knows how to make that cake. Sure. She's made it at least once. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting. And I got to tell you, like, I hear what you're saying about Blue in the in the lip sync that she was kind of doing all the 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 moments. You know, she was she was, you know, smacking the boobs and falling to her knees and blah, blah, blah. And and that cat crawl up the runway. I got to tell you, um, (laughs) it's time to retire that move. (laughs) It's enough. Um, Uh... But I. I was kind of always excited whenever it cut to Scaredy Cat because Same. she was just doing stuff. She was doing these charactery moments, yeah, and agreed. I get I get that it wasn't all working, and she was a little, you know, it was like one of those like um, dancing daisies. You know, you turn on the music and the flower dances sure, for yes. you. Oh yes, oh that's such a great image for <laughs> sure. For I sure, saw- dancing daisies. Yeah, <laughs> I get it, Mary. I yeah. saw I saw a video somewhere on Twitter of someone set up one of those like rocking daisies with like a with a, with a saxophone and it was playing and then they turned on a vibrator and they stood it up next to it so the vibrator was like dancing to the daisy. It was so funny. It was amazing. So I just. There are people out there that I just want to hug, you know? Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, and Dancing Daisy is also a great drag name. So. Oh, it's a great – that's an yeah. 8.30 drag show that's at Pieces. Right, that's right, that's 8.30, 8.30 drag show at Pieces. Um, yeah, I loved uh, kind of the, the weirdness of Scarity's performance, and she kept the jacket on, which I'm like, work. Yes, keep the jacket on. You don't need to take it off. I was into No. It. Yeah, yeah. I didn't need any reveals. I, I like that she didn't really have any – you know, uh, any tricks up her sleeve, but she, 
she was doing things and and i felt like you know the when she did the whole mountaintop thing with her like triangulated hands above her head like mm. the second time she did it she did this look on her face that what it reminds me of i always go back to this reference is eileen brennan and clue when they're recreating the scene in the parlor and it's like after she's like she thinks that she's drank the poison right and, right uh and he's like walking and, and then you know and then she dropped she drank you know and then miss peacock you know dropped the glass and screamed <laughs> and she kind of she kind of does the scream for him again. Yeah, you know what I'm right. talking she about. Goes, I'll do it again. Goes, I'll do oh, it again. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 oh. And, and then I he felt slaps her again. Yeah. Right, right. And yeah. she just like goes along with this stupid yeah, scene. Yeah. She's like, okay, I gotta do it. Yeah. yeah. And the way that he like walks her back to the couch, and she kind of just performs the screaming. <laughs> I, I, one of my favorite nuances, but I feel like that's what Scaredy Cat was doing. That Get like, oh, okay, oh, oh yeah. All right, uh-huh. I'm going to do the mountain thing again. Yeah. Right, and right, right, I right, right, didn't, that reminded me of like Ben de la Creme doing Anaconda. Really? Was it Anaconda or no, no, not Anaconda. The other one, the other one where she was like getting tired. Oh God, what was the one? It was another <laughs> one. It was where she like performed getting tired. Oh, oh yes, I think it was, yes. it was against Shangela. I know that. <laughs> was and it, I kissed a girl? Yes, probably. No, it may have been, or it may have been another one. I can't remember. She lip sync so many goddamn times, but, mm. uh, but it was that kind of like I like that you're not playing. You kind of said this earlier. Like she's not playing the character of the song. She's playing someone who has nothing to do with the song. Oh, was it "Jump for My Love"? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was Pointer Sisters. Yeah. For yeah, my love. yeah, right. Ben has this I, moment yeah, where I, I she like, it, where it, she yeah. like looks tired and like pushes her hair away and then just starts jumping again. It's, <laughs> it's great. It's yeah. I mean, I think that scarcity. Um, maybe you're right. She didn't know the recipe, but the recipe was there. So she yeah. just has to, you know, kind of hone it, figure it out, and then realize it so that she can lean into it even further. And I think that's coming. You know, she's got lots of time. She could be on season 12 of Drag Race UK if she wanted to. Well, yeah. Or, you know, season two. You know, maybe she'll... Maybe oh, sure. She'll, you know what I mean? Like, maybe it'll be like a Shangela. Yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. I think to be this fresh in drag and have that little of experience, but, ha- but like, be that interesting to watch and that exciting, I'm like, yeah. you know... Y- uh, there's, you know, he's got the meat. You know what I mean? She said 30 Rock <laughs> reference. I've got the meat, Jack. Uh, she's got the meat. She just needs to, you know, tighten it up. Yeah. All right, Mary. Yeah. Um, well, let's move into this episode and kind of <clears throat> talk a little bit about things. Uh, there's not much, really, I think, to uh, reflect on that we haven't kind of talked about already. But we have this micro mini challenge, which isn't really a challenge. It's just a way... To stir up some drama, obviously, and find a another team leader uh, where, you know, the Vivian puts everybody in order from top to bottom. Um, mm. And we get those 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 two teams. I will say Davina stuck out like a sore thumb on Team Scaredy Cat because she was so experienced. Um, yeah, I will and, just say just yeah. before that, just. When this mini challenge started, I was so prepared. I had my dander up. I was like, what is this top and bottom thing? Why do we have to categorize? Why can't people? What? By visuals? Oh, oh you look like. I was. Oh, I was ready. I was. Oh, Same. I had. I yeah. had. I, I had such a long Tumblr post I was going to write about this. No. <laughs> but um, but I, there was a part of me that was just like, oh, I get so tired of that whole dynamic. And so I was yeah. really happy to see it not you know not lean so far in that direction like remember that bunk bed challenge from yes, season of whatever yeah. yeah right right, right. um I but yeah all bottoms right yeah except for one oh yeah. well that was the thing the only top was the asian pit crew member and yes. i was like oh are we trying to be like progressive here in terms of people's points of view or it's a drag show it's already progressive but yeah whatever. It, yeah whatever <laughs> like where's flow if it's so fucking progressive Oh, flow, right, right. Yeah, where's that queen? <laughs> Secret queen. Um, yeah, were you? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if it's worth us putting these queens in order at this point because I don't really know. But I will say, I would have. It would have been something similar. I probably would have put Scaredy Cat closer to the top because of last week. Um, I would have put something Wong closer to the top. Um, and maybe Crystal a little bit more in the middle. Uh, and yeah, that's just kind of where I was. 
I'd have to imagine at this point, I mean, yeah, a lot of this is going to be based on what they've seen the first week, but I have, it, it's also got to be just like, oh, what do I know about you? Like, what's my expectation? You know, yeah. what, if I know you from home, like, right. you know, people know who Cheryl Hole is or they know who Davina is. And so there's certain like uh, preconceived notions where it's like, well, I don't know who the hell Scaredy Cat is. And so I'm going to assume, you know, you're 19 and inexperienced that like, you know, you're you're probably towards the bottom and I mean, like, I think the proof is in the pudding with, like, you know, she put Vinegar in the top. And I didn't think Vinegar – I think Vinegar was very lucky to be on the winning team this week. Oh, well, and same with something. Yeah. Like, I, I think that uh, if RuPaul was judging this individually and not by teams, something would definitely be in the bottom. Oh, yeah. I mean, she even said it herself. and. I don't know. This made me even connect with something even more. But she said, my team is the best team. We have Vivian, winner of last week's challenge. Vinegar, who's on the West End. We've got Bag of Chips, who's hilarious. And then there's me, the extra person. And I'm just oh, like, right. oh, God, I just love you. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm really um, – I'm enjoying something Wong. And I'm in, I'm, I like – how do I say this? I feel like that character could kind of be – represented as someone a little ridiculous or out of touch or delusional and we got so many moments like talking head moments where I felt like oh I you are such a lucid intelligent human being and I'm just so glad that like you're not just like a stock stereotype like sure. doofy contestant you know yeah like oh here's something wrong making a yeah. mistake again yeah, yeah pulling right, a jiggly right. caliente over there you know i mean that's Ouch. kind of well i think that's how she was represented in season four sure. you okay, know you're right you're right you're um right. and yeah. so i think that like it's very refreshing in as much as there have been some elements of this episode or the season where it's like oh girl we've seen this before it's nice to be surprised that, like, oh, you know, the queen I thought they were going to kind of make look like a boob is actually, like, a fully realized human being. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She had great moments this episode, mm-hmm. uh, despite the, some of the weaker moments as Mariah on Team Slag. Um, mm. I got to say, what is up with – and this happens in the U.S. as well, but it's just so frustrating to watch them forget their lines – it's just not a fun experience, and I don't know why we have to. It was it was like a ten minute segment of both teams where they were just struggling, and I just don't find it that interesting. I hear you. I think that like the or the intention or the idea is like oh like this this way we can make people look like they're struggling and we're not sure who's going to do well. But yeah. I think to your point, it's like well, this is kind of. It's kind of like with choreography, where like you see them learn it once, and they don't have they don't have all the steps, and then it's like, well, you're really in trouble. Then it's like, no, <laughs> you just learn this. This is part right. of the process. Right. Yeah. Um, right. So I think it's just you know, well, we've we've got this material here, we could make something out of, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's something to be said about a segment where or skipping the segment altogether and having that having us see them read it um hearing more conversations about who's going to get cast and why or i don't know maybe even just seeing different moments of michelle directing instead of line reading but maybe that's what she ended up having to do most of the time so who knows yeah maybe i mean i think maybe if we saw more of that of like the them reading the script or figuring out the characters the story Maybe it all would have made a little bit more sense, you know, yeah, like maybe, maybe right. you know, uh, <laughs> maybe it would have kind of helped in that narrative sense of like, what? It would have been happening? much better, much mm-hmm. better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking speaking of Baga, I, she's giving me crazy Vangie vibes with that lawnmower starting up sound during this challenge. I, I couldn't understand a word she was saying, and I was laughing. Oh, I could have watched her pull that guy onto the carpet all day like it was just she was so good at keeping it interesting oh come, come on now oh, oh there we are oh, that that's all right okay it was i mean it was giving me that olivia coleman you know like little little comments and and you know uh, ticks and and whatnot she was doing everything i need you know yes oh completely when she said into the cupboard chip i died i just i mean that must have been an improv right but well, i thought it was into the carpet 
no, 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 no. Well, she said, get get into the carpet, love. And then she pulled like a Beauty and the Beast, Mrs. Potts, and said, into the cupboard, chip. Oh, I did not. I have never seen Beauty and the Beast. So I did I just, not. I, face palm. Oh, my God. I don't know her. Um <laughs> I mean, I know it's Angela Lansbury, so I know the yes, important things. Yes, it things. is. Listen, it I know is. what I know what matters, but uh... get into the carpet, love. Bloody ale, get off. Yeah, I was I was into all of that uh, bag of moment. I just I I literally had no idea what she was saying. It just didn't matter. It didn't matter, and I think I mean I feel like that is starting to become my feelings on Baga. Is that like? Could Baga be our pizza queen? Yeah, maybe something Wong, maybe. Could something uh, Wong be our pizza queen? I'm always checking the oven to see, you know. <laughs> what's cooking? See what's cooking in there, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I, I appreciated uh, my cousin Vinegar and Vivian, the Vivian, uh, working together. I thought, you know, Vinegar swatting. The Tuppence was very funny. Um, Vivian just selling the squawking old dowager totally worked for me. It was oh, a, yeah. it was a strong team. Vivian, I mean, that's the thing is that she's a front runner, but it's like, well, you can't really deny that she's earning it. She's giving great reality TV. Totally. She's giving great performances. She's giving great runways. Like she's she is kind of doing everything you need to do to win this thing. And right, I mean, right. If you know. she ta- if she ends up taking the crown, it's not like I'm going to be upset. It's just because she's killing it so hard. I'm like, well, who else can I be rooting for? Exactly right. Because I mean, I think you know, I think of season six. I think you know, Bianca Del Rio. It was very er- clear early on. I was like, okay, this is just you've you've got this in the bag. Like you're just not breaking a sweat, as far as I'm seeing. So yeah, I'm like, well, what's Jocelyn Fox doing? You know what I mean? Like you start yeah. to shift focus to. Who else? Because you're not really worried about Bianca. I'm not really worried about the Vivian. Right. Yeah, I'm not worried about the Vivian. I I also love Davina in this challenge. Uh, and I'm not worried about Davina, but I did get a little worried because she was on this team. Because uh, she did really, really well. Not as great as Baga, but she, she just had so much more energy and control than the others uh, on her team and it was just so funny and so realized uh, that I I want to see her continue to shine as the season goes on I'm really rooting for her yeah I um, I appreciated when they were doing the critiques and and Rue was mentioning or maybe it was Michelle that even when she wasn't the focus of the scene she was still kind of like doing stuff and then they they kind of cut to one of those washed out like flashback clips and she's just doing this like nuanced like adjusting her boobs or fixing her shirt it's Mm -hmm. some like no one told her to do that moment and i was like oh nuance matters yeah nuance matters this is really important and so i i'm very excited about davina because yeah i think i think the looks i think the performances i think even the reality tv side of things there's lots of nuance oh it's so good and just a quick moment about scaredy in the challenge like i i understand that she got read for being one note but I will say, I thought she looked gorgeous, and she was giving me Yara Sophia as Amy Winehouse vibes, pheromoning all over that set. She was definitely fair. That's what I was getting. Lots of pheromone, and like I get that the makeup has kind of been the same. You know, she's kind of using like a cosmic brownie as a you know uh, <laughs> on her cheeks. You know, like I appreciate that. Um, and it, but there was something about. Her performance, I, I, the whining was annoying, but her body language, the way she carried herself, there was something kind of creepy, like doll-like about her, almost mm. like um, like a like a Pinocchio quality, you know? Okay, like, yes. I I was getting some of that, you know, just from the way that she would stand or the way that she would move. Uh, that I don't know, like that's I that's way more exciting and interesting to me than just like. You know, another queen in a bodysuit sliding around on the stage, you know, and I'm not trying to Fair. read Blue Hydrangea, but it's just I I think like I appreciate how Crystal, for example, is kind of this nod towards like a different type of drag or as yeah. um, was it Maisie Williams, as she says, like, oh, it's a it's a really progressive way to become like a glamazon. And then they in the episode, they cut to a quick, quick clip of RuPaul, like nodding, like, hmm. Okay. Yep. <laughs> didn't appreciate that uh you know um so like i i like that there are kind of like these obvious nods to alternatives to what we 
normally see and root for, but I I almost feel like Scaredy Cat's just like too alternative right now. Uh, probably. Maybe it, it's yeah, it's a little too early, or maybe she's just unrealized. You know, who knows? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I say too alternative, and it's like, well, there's Nina Flowers, there's Milk, there's right, Vivacious. Right. Like, I take it right. back. But yeah, yeah, I think it's it's. I guess what I mean is it, or maybe what I'm picking up is that it's too alternative, and that it's not fully realized. Like, yeah. it's too in the in the uncategorized zone. But I'm also intrigued by that. Totally. Yeah. It's uh, it's very. I feel like it would come out of Bushwick, you know, like it mm-hmm. is that type of drag because mm-hmm. uh, it because there is something very glamorous about it. It's just, you know, it's not Manhattan glamour. Right. Yeah. What I what I love is that, you know, Scaredy Cat comes from this like small little town, this, you know, tiny hamlet. Uh, <laughs> and then I think, oh, I love the idea of like some queen in like, you know, some tiny town in Iowa or Idaho or North Dakota doing this weirdo drag in the middle of nowhere. Like, that's so cool. I, that's, yeah. I mean, I'm like, oh, we got to get you out of nowhere and, you know, help you find your people. But um, I kind of feel like when you're out there in the middle of nowhere, it's like, where did you get these references? Like, where did you, was this all the internet? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if it's a queen yeah. in Bushwick, I'm like, well, you're surrounded by weirdos. So, like, there's lots of influence, right. you know? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, and, and it must be the internet, right? I mean, I don't know. I think about that Stanley uh, Tucci speech from Devil Wears Prada. It's like, you know, you're a young man in the attic reading Vogue magazine under a flashlight and a blanket. You know, it's like, okay. Uh, th- 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 queers find a way oh. to find the queer in the yes. world. Yes, queers will always find a way around the AOL parental controls. <laughs> Of life, yeah. <laughs> of life, yeah. Let's talk about these looks on the runway. Um, uh, you know, obviously, I uh, because I'm a Game of Thrones fan, love seeing Maisie Williams, uh, the second Game of Thrones character to be a judge on Drag Race. Uh, girl has no name. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought she was, you know, super sweet. Maybe not Andrew Garfield level, but. You know, she's getting there. Yeah, I mean, she didn't, you know, I, I don't think she came with, with quite the, you know, quite the sexual demands that Andrew Garfield had <laughs> of these queens. <laughs> I just want to lay back uh. and watch these angels <laughs> do all the work. Um, but, yeah, so we had this uh, Bond girl glamorama, um, which, you know, I thought was a great theme. I was surprised that nobody did the, you know, the the – stock supervillain from the Bond films. I think his last name is Blofeld. Uh, that, uh, you know, Dr. Evil and Austin Powers uh-huh, uh-huh. is like yeah. that kind of thing. I'm surprised nobody did that. Well, I guess they were all kind of like sticking to this like Bond girl aesthetic, mm-hmm. you know, versus like the villain. I mean, I at the same time, like, uh, you know, in the words of Genie from Drag Race Thailand, challenge the brief, you know, like, yeah, uh, you know, do something different. I like, and I kind of think Blue Hydrangea was actually an interesting choice of like, I'm the Bond girl from the future. I thought that was really oh, yeah. smart of like, yeah. oh, yeah, sure. That makes sense to me. Um, yeah. And obviously, I don't know, we're having like a, a three tits week with Louisiana Purchase this week uh, and Blue Hydrangea. Uh, yeah. I saw that Louisiana um, commented on Blue Hydrangea's like Twitter post being like, we're triple titted sisters. I was like, oh, oh <laughs> bosom buddies. Oh. Uh, um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, I guess it, it has been it has been a week of boobs, Ed, uh, and and I can get into that. But I, <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? I think I was going to talk about one of the other queens. Um, I guess I'm surprised that nobody did an illusion of Denise Richards' character from sure. what is it? The world is not enough or something. Ugh. I think her name was Doctor Christmas. <laughs> Fabulous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- there were. I, I. There's only so many Bond references that I know. Uh, and I don't think I've ever seen the Denise Richards one. I just know that she was a Bond girl. Yeah, I, I didn't see it either. I think I've only seen a handful of Bond movies. Um, I do love Daniel Craig. Ugh, God, I don't I think Daniel I've seen Craig. any of his. Uh, uh, Casino yeah. Royale. Casino Royale was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's a great movie, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. He's uh, he's delicious, so. Well. Uh, <laughs> And is that with Judy Dench as uh Yes the yes. boss? Yeah. Yes, M. M. Uh, yeah. Um so yeah, the, I guess the looks that the one that I'll question just because she won, and granted I'm glad she won, uh, was back at chips. I feel like Laser Minnelli, I feel like this was 
kind of like putting a, a square into a hole, um, uh, so to speak. Oh, I was yeah. Like, this is a Liza Minnelli look. This isn't a Bond girl look. Yeah, this was not, I mean, exactly. I feel like she had a Liza look and she said, well, I'm going to make it work for this challenge. And that's what she did. And I just think it needed something else. Like it just needed something else to make sense. But, uh, you know, uh, I appreciated the nuance of being like Laser Minnelli, like Laser with a Z. I think that's I think that's like right. a clever, you know, note. But, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I'm like, okay, bag of chips, like, you're giving me you're giving me like bodega pizza vibes where I'm like, okay, I'm I'm never gonna think this is great pizza, but I'm gonna keep ordering it, you know? Yeah, I'll get it at two AM. I mean, yeah. I will say I, I, I thought it was good drag on its own, but in terms of the challenge, the only thing that gave me bond was she used the hat as a weapon. And I was like, okay, I've seen that before. That makes sense. But I don't know if it really met the challenge. So I just wanted to question that, bring that up, see what you thought about it. Um, I I thought the best look, in my opinion, well, was either between Davina or Crystal. I mean, Crystal's was gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. I think they both were. And it's funny. I feel like they both were coming from, like, the same universe, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I thought they both looked great. Uh, I thought the Vivian looked great. I love, oh, I love that kind great. of. I, I oh. love a hood. I always love a hood on the runway. Yes, a hood on the runway. The the purple and gold. I don't know. I don't know how that that fab, that iridescence does that so beautifully under the light. It just yeah, it worked really really well. I I'm surprised you kind of liked the Vivian only because you probably hated her name. Well, that was. Yeah, that was I wasn't rooting for her in that respect. I uh <laughs> ready to flush that look. Yeah, down. really circle in the drain <laughs> at that point. But um you know, that's like, you know, in the UK they got the two buttons on the toilet, you know? They got Oh right, they, yeah, the two buttons, right? Because the two they buttons. save water. Yeah, they save water. They save water. water. And I yeah. I definitely hit the big button on 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 that name. <laughs> but then I said, "Yeah, you know what? No, no, no. I she, this is great. I'll make I'll, you know, it's not shite. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's gobshite. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not to be a gobshite, but, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. a little brown for me. A little, little too brown right. for my taste. Brown shoe. Um, Davina DeCampo, yeah, but she, I love the eye patch, uh, that, that, the high boots. I was just, I was feeling that whole look. I just thought she did great this week. And it's unfortunate that she was put in the bottom and not safe. I mean, they the judges did a great job of just kind of like reassuring her that she was going to be fine, which is why I was like, wow, you're worried for nothing. Well, I didn't uh, think she was in the bottom, Davina. I think she well, was no, safe. She was, she was in the bottom group. Well, I, I think that's, you know, there's no help in that one. But I think yeah. it's like in that group, it was like, oh, well you know you're the it, it what it makes me think of is like the the kids show challenge from season five where i think it was like jinx monsoon's team where like the rest of them were kind of a mess and it was like well jinx you were great but you were kind of holding the whole team together sure, i think right. davina was kind of hitting the same of like okay this ship went down but you managed to grab yourself a, a lifesaver you know oh totally yeah uh anyway I, the other looks were all you know pretty great um, I had I was kind of annoyed that Michelle made the back rolls joke. I was like, well, I don't know if you're yeah. supposed to make it then. I think you're only supposed to like if it's back bows, you know, and there's right. bows on her back. But like this was a fat joke. But, uh, you know, I'm going to excuse it and hopefully move on from it and not focus on it. Uh, well, I, I think did that, love like, I did love her look. I think something Wong was like, yeah, I got back rolls, you know, right, I'm, right, I'm eight, right, right. which they am eight stone on this runway. Eight stone sounds like a lot of stones, but um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, we're all, all right, Mary. So we'll, you know, hopefully things will get much better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God help us. God save these queens. God save them. Um, but yeah, otherwise, uh, those were the looks. I mean, Team Vivian wins, Baga wins, uh, and we we kind of talked about everything else. Uh, I don't know if you have other things to add um, on the backstage moments, uh, blue breaking down or anything. No, I mean, my my biggest note is just that out of drag and like in the talking heads and with the backwards hat, I feel like Cheryl Hole looks like she hosts like a prank show in the 90s. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I get sure. that vibe. I get jackass. I could just like, yeah. yeah, exactly. I could see her doing like a 90s jackass on like 
you know, some some BBC, one of those yeah. BBC channels. Yeah. Right, right. BBC Two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's yeah. the she's the host of Gotcha. We gotcha. <laughs> got ya. I got ya. Oh, I'm Cheryl Hall and this is Gotcha. <laughs> I love it. Um yeah, uh, I guess we talked about that lip sync. Um any any thoughts going forward? I mean Full disclosure, Mary, um, listening, we already know about the third episode, so we don't want to make any predictions because they just would be false. Yes, and in due time, you'll understand why, but yes, we're not going to be, you know, as as wise words were said in season 11 of Drag Race, if God puts you on this earth, he puts you on this earth to be honest from the start. Or she. Um, or she, yeah. Uh, um, and, you know, God, know? Bless, God bless Sister Mary Christopher. Just putting that shout out there. Uh, happy happy you're listening and, uh, you know, feeling our oats. So <laughs> any other things to add, Mary, before we uh, close out here? Um, I think that is uh, that's all the shite I can spill from my gob. All right, Mary. Well, if you have any thoughts, Mary's uh, from your gob to gob's ear, um, <laughs> <laughs> you can reach out to us on Twitter at All Right Mary, or you can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com, or you can email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com. And of course, if you want, I am on Instagram at Johnny Also. And you can get more of me on my podcast in the details, a celebration of nuance. Uh, my brand new podcast, Best Supporting Podcast, a celebration of best supporting actresses. Uh, you can get more of me on Twitter at Colin Drucker, Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And you can get more of both of us, including if you're listening to this um, and you wanted to have been hearing it sooner, early access to Drag Race UK episodes at uh, patreon.com backslash all right mary well thanks mary we have a last chance lip sync this week uh i went through a lot of different bond songs and you know shirley bassey i feel like she's been a last chance lip sync multiple times for us i think she was our first one yeah she was Uh, i think it was uh history repeating Uh um but diamonds are forever and goldfinger i mean those are classics I was very tempted to to pick Carly Simon's Nobody Does It Better, which I think is a fantastic Bond song. Mm-hmm. But um, or even Tomorrow Never Dies with Sheryl Crow, because ugh, Sheryl Crow. Um, yeah. I, I feel like there are queens that have done Skyfall. So we decided to go with Garbage's Shirley Manson singing The World Is Not Enough. Yeah, it's a great song. I love Garbage. Um, rubbish, as they call it over there. Yes. Um, <laughs> And uh, it's rubbish. It's rubbish. That's my Barbara Hershey. Uh, And yeah, um, that's pretty much the logic behind this one. All right, Mary. Um, Well, Marys, we will see you next week for uh, Drag on a Dime or Penny for a Pence or whatever it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, 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 Trousers on a Tuppence. Yeah. (laughs) See you later, Marys. See ya. The world is.